Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. It may not be your Valentine, but they deserve to hear it. Tell them happy Valentine's Day to the person near you this morning. Amen. Let somebody know it. Just tell them happy Valentine's Day. Amen. Happy Valentine's Day to you, every one of you. I'm just thankful. I'm so blessed and so loved and have so much love for you as well. So thank you for that. Also, happy Valentine's Day to that beautiful lady on the front row who is... uh, been my valentine now our 36th valentines together and um yeah amen that's right we met in preschool if y'all wondering we were in nursery together y'all wondering how you can get 36 years in this early in life amen she was in the crib beside me brother and i gave it to her man i gave it to her in the crib beside me what up girl what up girl amen it was on from there on man amen but I'm just so thankful for her. I always say this. Uh, she is the best gift giver. And um, I guess after 36 years, and they say maybe one of the first things to go as you get older, maybe that is your mind. You don't always remember things. So her gift giving is just it always, I guess, it just progresses. Time has progressed. And she chose this year, after so many years together, to get me my Valentine's gift. Let me show that to you real quick. My Valentine's gift. Oh, yeah. My Valentine's gift this year was... I love my awesome wife. In case I forget, she's reminding me. So uh, thank you. She's an incredible gift giver, and, um, and I'm just thankful for her. I always say it, man. She still makes my liver quiver and my heart skip a beat, baby. Hey, man. She's that good, and, uh, but I'm thankful for her. Some of y'all never heard that, man. Amen. Well, listen, do this. If you're new here, maybe you come every week. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And we get to do this. We get to hang out with the Father who loves us so good. He's so good. And just some beautiful words today spoken over this house already. And so let's do this. Let's hear what his word has to say to us by getting our Bibles and going to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. And as you turn there, I just want to just let those know who may not be aware, we have the version Bible app that we use here. So I hope you may use the old paper Bible, which I love and, and, and just would rather study that than anything else. But if you use a digital Bible or you have that app and you want to follow along, click on more than events and you'll see the notes from this sermon right there. And you can save that, share that as well. But Revelation chapter 3, if you've got it, tell your neighbor, I got it. Let's read it, verses 7 through 13, and it says, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. 
Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie, indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Man, I'm thankful for his great love. Verse 10, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. He says in verse 11, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. In verse 13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in this room, for how you're continually revealing yourself to us and the new things that you're doing in our life, Lord. We continue to seek after them, Lord. And may we hear today. And may we respond correctly, Lord, and continue to pursue you fully. And may you find us faithful. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. This week I put a post out that just simply said, if someone that you respected was to describe you with one word, all right, if, if someone you respected, because, you know, honestly, we don't, Maybe we don't respect them, but it doesn't mean a whole lot. Amen? You know what they have to say. Because I mean, those, they say a lot of things about us. You know, some of those. But I care about who matters most. And again, I care about the ones that matter most. And so it's important, again, how someone describes this. And I asked this. I just said, hey, how would you answer it if you could just say one word? And I, I had, man, it was amazing. I don't know, over 50 just responses came in. And it was just, it was so cool just people saying that one word. And every one of them are great. I, I, just a few of those. It were came in kind, loyal, loving, dependable, selfless, changed, amen, determined, caring, respectful, honest, good, blessed, truthful, honorable. Again, all great answers and so many came in, but there was one that came in and it was the one just as I even posted it. Someone asked me in the, in the comments there, Pastor, wh- which one do you, you want to hear? And I'm like, you got to come church Sunday. Amen? Because that's where I'm going to tell them at. That's where I'm going to say it. And it was one that was said, I believe, like three times out of all the responses that come in. And again, none of these are wrong. They're just, again, just what were on your heart. And I, I connected with three of those. And the word for me that I heard three times in that, and just, again, I've been thinking of, and it's the church we're talking about today, is faithful. Man, God, may you find us faithful. Amen. And I love this about this church. We have been studying, and we're in a series called The Seven in Revelation, and we're on the sixth church out of seven churches that, again, that we see the, the John, that John speaks to, the words of Jesus to those churches. And we've been learning something. There's been a word place to describe each of those churches each week. And so these are the words that we've learned so far. We learned there is a loveless church persecuted church, compromising church, corrupt church. And last week, we learned about a dead church. But the church today that we're learning about is the faithful church. 
Amen. I want to be in that church. I want to be found faithful. And the, and the city in which this church was located was in Philadelphia. And if you know, there's a, there's a city again, Pennsylvania again, but th- it actually means brotherly love. Or, and I, I like this. It's amazing as we are today talking about on Valentine's Day to one another, encouraging those that we love. This message today to the church who loves well. And I'm like, man, that's, that's pretty good, man. They found themselves faithful. I had someone ask me before church, Pastor, did you plan that out? Like Valentine's Day, the fifth church. And I was like, no, I'm not that good, bro. You know what I mean? Goes, I'm not, man. I'm like, but the Holy Spirit is, amen? He is that good. And so we see today some beautiful things about this church. One is that there's no correction for this church. Some of y'all are like, I picked the right day to come to church. Pastor's not going to get on with me this morning, amen? No, we still can learn a lot from these churches, amen? There's a lot that we can draw from them, and we see some things. Again, a church, out of seven churches, there were two that received no correction. It was first that persecuted church in Smyrna who were continually walking out the plan of God, even when those around them were being killed, martyred for their faith. They kept saying yes to Jesus, and there was no correction for them. We see a church today that was found faithful and there's no correction for them. But this is what I love. There are so many things that we can learn in this message to this church today that speaks to us right now. There's some things that we can learn in this message about this church that we want to look at our life with. We want to say, hey, he who has an ear... Let him hear. Amen. Let him hear. And so what am I doing? Am I walking out? Am I honoring God? Am I doing and being found faithful as this church here in Philadelphia? So a few things. First of all, I want to look at number one this morning, what we can learn about Jesus. Because this is so good. This, there has been a revealing of Jesus happening in this church, if you haven't recognized it. Amen? There has been a revelation of Jesus happening and taking place. We started in week one. He said in verse one of Revelation chapter one that this is a revelation of Jesus Christ. And so we're seeing a revealing unfold. And it gets better the more we walk with him. And so we'll see that in a moment. But these are some things we learn about Jesus. Number one is that he says this about himself. Jesus says that he is holy. Man, this is so important that we get this and understand this as this church did. This church understood that the God they were serving, he is the holy God. It's him. He's the one who's holy. And I love it, man. We were just, I don't even know, worship team, y'all were on some stuff today, man, as y'all were flowing, man, about seeing Jesus, about seeing him, about putting our eyes on him. And it's amazing. Isaiah just got a glimpse of him. He just got to see him for one moment. And as he saw God, he said, I see him high and lifted up. I mean, he was seated on a place of authority in his robe, filling the temple. The glory was flowing forth from him. And it was beautiful. He just saw him in one moment. And he saw that those seraphim were doing this. They were encircling around him. They were flying around the throne. They were saying this to him. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Holy, holy, holy. The whole earth is full of his glory. And it's amazing. This church saw him. And they saw him and they saw that this God they're serving, he's a holy God. He's different than anyone else. He's set apart. Because we learned this in all the other cities and in this one as well. Not everyone was worshiping the true and living God. 
But this is what we see about him. They recognize, man, this God we're serving, he's holy. He's set apart. He's different. This God is true. Because the second thing he says is this, not only am I holy, I'm the true God. I am true. I'm the one. There is no other way. And it's this, as they were surrounded, man, it's amazing. And today it's no different. Please don't think, man, that today it's only Jesus that's being worshipped in our world. Please don't think, even with those that you do life with, man, there are people around you, they're worshiping other gods, but this God says this, and he's the only one who has the right to say it. I'm the true God. And they recognized this about him. They were saying, man, and I don't know, I I believe that there was just something in this church that was different. Again, faithful, trusting, understanding, and honoring God. They were doing this, man. He's the true God. And he's the one. And I love it. Jesus shows up. And he's like confirming everything that they had been living. He, he walks in there and he's giving a message to this church. And he's letting him know, yeah, you know something? It's me is holy. It's me who is true. I love this. He goes on and man, it's just so good. This is again what Jesus says about himself. And I believe again it's connecting because again what they were, were seeing God do. This, the third thing he said was this, that he has the key of David. Whew. Now, this, this is one of the, I hope you just are studying more in every one of these churches. You know, I hope that just what I'm telling you is not all you're getting. Because, man, there is so much here. There's, there's just so much in each of these churches. But each one, it, it would be a series if we really just dug as far as we could dig into this stuff. So I'm just having to hit the highlights of some of these things that we're seeing. But this is what he says, that he has the key of David. You have to understand that this is a position and a place of authority. He's saying that I'm the one who opens and shuts doors. I am the one one who does these things. I am the one who is sovereign. And I believe they understood this about him. And how many knows a key is so important? Oh, man, have you ever lost yours? Mm, Come on. Y'all know what to Have you ever locked them in something? And you can see it. Oh, ain't it frustrating? I mean, it's like, it's there. And it's like, now, it, this is, is a story, man. I love this. And she's my Valentine's and she's been with me 36 years, so she ain't going nowhere. So I can, I can tell this story now. I can tell this. It, it was amazing. We, early in the marriage, uh, just a couple of years in, maybe almost three, she was eight months pregnant with Faith, the, the incredible uh, young lady who was up here, and one of our kids' pastors who was is helping lead our kids today. And she was pregnant with her. She was full of faith, amen? And, uh, and just so much faith on the inside of her. That was good. Wasn't it? That wasn't even in my notes. That's just how the Holy Spirit just spoke that to me. But she, she was in, early, early in marriage, she was in and she, she was on lunch break. Now, you got to think, we go back 36 years, all right? So nowadays, you can do this. You can lock your keys in your car, put your keys in the ignition or whatever. And if that car is running, the car won't lock on most vehicles today, all right? Aren't you thankful? 
for that technology. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. But there was a moment in time and, it, and it, when the, my beautiful bride was doing this, she was on lunch break, jumps in her car, runs across the street to the drive-thru near where she worked, and there was a friend in the car in front of her, and that friend, again, needed something or she had to take something, gets whatever it was. Angel jumps out of the car and runs up to her car, and when she does... Yeah, you know, the door closed behind her while her car was running, sitting in the drive-thru. So you see eight months worth, you know, running around in the drive-thru, cars running and this and that or whatever. And, and it was while, my, back then we didn't have cell phones. I, I had a pager back then, you know. So, you know, and, and you got to think about this for a moment. I, I got the page and at the end when there's something serious, bro, Oh, 911. Amen. You know, it's like right now, you better stop whatever it is that you're doing. Get to a phone and call me. Now, my text, my, my pager went off. I still have that pager. I still have it. I keep stuff. I'm just in case it comes back. Everything else is coming back. I still have it. True story. Yeah. But I see 911. I call her, and I'm like, man, my wife's eight months pregnant. You know, I'm 911, and I call her, and she tells me, what my keys. In the car, I'm like, well, okay, we'll get it. In the drive-thru, right now, it's running. you got to stop and do whatever you do and need to do to get to me. Long story short to say this, listen, it does not matter, listen, if the keys are envisioned and we can see them. If that key is not being used and opened up the door for us, all we get is a glimpse. All we get is a look. But this is what he has for us. He says this about himself. I'm the key that opens and shuts every door. He's the one. And this is the good thing about all of us this morning. We don't just have to just see the key. We can hold the key and we have the key. We have it in our hand. We have the authority. We have the sovereignty. We have all those things that God gives to us. And so he said this, I am that key. Now he goes on and I love it because he says several things now that we can learn about this church. Now know this, not a perfect church. There's not one. All right, so there's no, there's no such thing. But this church did some things right. They got this, and I love this. The first thing he said is this. He said, man, that they had little strength. Now, some of the commentaries and some of the, those I was studying this week, some theologians are like, man, that's the only correction that Jesus gives this church in Philadelphia. But I'm like, man, most theologians believe how we believe. I believe there's no correction for this church. He's not getting on them, I don't believe, as saying, man, you have little strength. Because we see something as we study and look at everything else that they do. You can't do the things they're doing and have little strength. I believe he's saying this. I believe he's saying that, that you are, you're the smaller church out of the seven churches. But how many knows it's not in that area, it's not how many people's coming to your church. It's what you have in you. And so they had this, and I believe this. I think they also understood, and Jesus was commending them, that the strength that you have, you're not bragging about your strength. You're not thinking that you're doing this on your own. You don't think that you're the one responsible for right, right now what's happening in your life. He's showing them, he's letting them know. He just told them he was the sovereign God who has the key. And now he tells them this and he shows them. He's letting them know, I believe that this is the key, that it's not your strength. It's my strength working in you. 
It don't matter, listen, how many there are. Listen, if my strength is in you, if you have what I have. And so he shows them this. He tells them, man, this is a faithful church. And this church who had little strength, man, they had it and they knew where it came from. I believe they knew how to use it, when to use it. And there's, a, there's a, again, a message in that, but that's good. They walked in strength. Secondly, they did this. It says that they kept his word. They obeyed him. I, I cannot find places where when we keep his word that we become weaker. I've seen it, man, where when faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, faith rises up, we get stronger. That's what happens. And so, man, this was not, again, a correction for them. He was letting them know, man, you know where it comes from. You know who the source. You just got through. He letting them know, man, I'm holy. I'm true. I'm the key. They knew that. And as a result, this is what they did. They obeyed and kept his word. Do you understand right now there is a battle taking place for the word that's going forth from this, even from this moment? There is a battle right now taking place within your mind and your spirit. There are wars taking place right now to steal the word that's coming forth. And this is what we've done in this church. We've set the word of God high. We've let that be the authority in our life. This is what this church did, and I love it. They obeyed and kept his word. And this is what was happening. All the other churches around them in Asia Minor, out of seven churches, they were seeing those churches around them that knew the same word they knew but we're keeping it, worshiping other gods. And this one was walking it out. They were living this thing. And this, right now, I've seen this, and it's happening now more than ever before. And I made this statement in a conversation that I believe right now there have been things that have been preached for years. There have been things that have been said for years, man. And, and, I, and I believe it. I, I'll get behind what was, has been said. There has been for so many years people say, man, there is an outpouring coming. We've heard for years, there's an outpouring coming. We've also heard this. There's going to be a great falling away take place. But there's going to be. It has to happen. We read the scripture. We see it. There's going to be a great falling away happen. But I don't know if you're seeing this. I don't know if you're recognizing what's happening around us. There is today not a great outpouring that's coming. There's an, a great outpouring that's here. There's a presence. There's a revival happening right now in this room. There's a revival happening right now in our hearts. And it's those who keep this word. So there's going to be a great revival. And there's one that's taking place. There's going to be a great rejection. And there's one that's taking place. And we made the decision. Are you going to reject? Are you going to walk in revival? And this church did this, man. It said that they obeyed the word of God. We, I was we, conversation with my wife this week about someone who made a statement who was like, man, yeah, Jesus we're cool with, but man, it's not the Bible. What? True story. I'm going, you know that don't work that way. You can't say yes to Jesus and no to his word. You, it, it don't work that way. You can't say yes to Jesus and no to this and then pick that, say yes to that part or whatever. It's the word of God because we know this in Scripture. The word of God, it is him. He says, man, the word became flesh, dwelled among us, and we'll see it again confirmed in Revelation that he is the word of God. And this church did this. They obeyed it and walked it out. And the third thing he said was this, you didn't deny my name. 
that you didn't deny my name. You were loyal to the end. May we be found loyal. May we be found faithful to the end that we will not deny when things come our way, when there is a falling away that becomes greater, when there are things that are happening in our life. May we walk in a loyalty towards him, not denying that name Jesus. And it's amazing. It's even now, again, what I just said, the name of Jesus is cooler today than it used to be. You used to just say God, but not Jesus. Now you can actually say Jesus. But he's mixed in with every other prophet, every other God, everything else. Listen, no, he is, there is one, and there is one who is true, and this is him. And this church knew it, and I love it. They were loyal to him. And the fourth and final thing he said to them, man, is that you did this. You persevered. You persevered. You endured to the end. Because here's the truth, guys. We have been learning so much from this book. We have been growing so much, I believe, getting revelation of Jesus in this story and in the stories of revelation. I, don't, I, I can't read this book and find where it's always going to be easy for the church. I believe there's going to become more persecution. I, I believe there's going to be more that will fall away. And man, that's not, again, knocking anything, anyone else. It's just the truth. Because as you see this revelation, as we see it unfold, he actually lets them know there's going to be tribulation. There are going to be things that will come. And then this is what he also promises. He does this for us. He doesn't only tell them and let them know who he is, which I'm thankful for, man. I want to know him more. I, I, he, he shows them what they're doing right. And man, I want to look at that church and say, man, am I walking that out? But he also does this, and it's so beautiful. In the end, he says this. He gives them the promise. Man, and I love this about Jesus, man. He honors his word. He honors those who walk out his word. He is faithful, and he is looking for a faithful church. He's looking for a faithful bride. He is looking for this body still today. And I love this. He says this in, in, this, in this revelation, and we're learning this. This is why I encourage you to dig deeper because, again, time wasn't allow it. There are multiple things that Jesus says that he's giving to these guys. I mean, it's beautiful, man. Talking about being pillars, being, being fat. I mean, it's just, just, you can go back and you can read this. The things that he says, man, they're going to overcome. When there are things happening around them, he's going to keep them from those. He's going to protect them. And he's going to do all these things, man. And I'm, go study it. This is good. All right, but we'll be here at 2 o'clock. You don't want that. But he says something in this that is incredible that we have to see. The one that just leaped, man, he leaped off the page for me this week. And it, man, it did just stirred in my heart is that when it, one of the things that Jesus said to them, and this is what I believe, man, that we're seeing God do right now. I'm, I, we're not, again, not coming here. All right, not on its way, man. One of those days we're going to see. No, listen, he's in the room. He's at work right now. The Spirit of God is revealing himself to us. He shows them this church. And again, it is the revelation promise that from the very beginning that this is the revelation of Jesus. And so again, we'll see more of a revealing of who he is. And I love this. This is one of the things he says about a faithful church. This is one of the promises that he gives to a faithful body, to a faithful believer. One of the things he declares over them is this. He says that I will write on him my new name. Amen. 
And then again, I encourage you, go deeper, spend time. But he makes this, this declaration over them. And I'm going, man, what's up, dude? I mean, as Jesus is, that's no name above that name. It's greater than any other name. And man, he reveals it. And I believe this is what he's saying. I don't think it's, again, just, again, about that name itself. It's about all that comes with that name. Because this is what he says for this church. The ones who are found faithful. I will write on him my new name. And I love this because last week we learned, and it's for you today and for me, for those who have called on the name of the Lord, those who have confessed him as Lord, those who have cried out to Jesus and said that you are the holy, true, living God who has the key. He says this about you. I'm going to look over at the Father and I'm going to confess and declare your name. Man, what a promise. So beautiful. Go back and read it. Man, it's so good. But in this revelation, he says this. I'll write on him my new name. And there was a word spoken over this house last week that God's doing a new thing here. And man, I, I, I connect with that and what God is doing. And then this week, this promise comes to us after that is spoken to us in a confirmation that I will write on him my new name. And this is what I believe this is for us. He's saying that I'm going to give you a greater revelation, a greater revealing of who I am. Because here's what he says, and I love this. If you read on, if you got into Revelation, in 19, my last verse today, in verses 11 through 13, it's talking about the moment that Jesus comes riding in. White horse. He says this, Now I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. Oh, man. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. We've heard that earlier in Revelation. And on his head were many crowns. And I love this. It connected with me. This week, he had a name written that no one knew except himself. He had a name written that knew no one knew except himself. I think God is saying this to us. As you walk in faithfulness, I'll reveal to you that new name. As you continue to trust in me and my word, I'll write on him my new name. He goes on and says that he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God. This church that obeyed the word got a revelation of that word. And it got a revelation of the one who was coming in in that name that name, he said, will be written on them. I want you to do this with me, please. Would you stand? And as you stand, would you just immediately, as quick as you can, posture yourself right now for what God is wanting to do. As we get ready right now to just, as, just have one final song. Listen, God is stirring in this room right now. And he is revealing himself to those 
He is writing a name today on those who are faithful. Father, right now, Lord, as we come into this place right now with hearts open, as ears open, Lord, to hear what the Spirit's saying. As we hear what the Spirit is saying. And Father, today as you reveal to us, Lord, in greater measure who you are, may we continue, Lord, to walk in faithfulness, (laughs) seeing you as holy and true, seeing you as the key, Lord, Father, right now, Lord, as you just speak and, and, and move in this place right now in our hearts, Lord, may those who have ears hear, and Lord, may we who have eyes see the beauty and the majesty and the fullness of your grace, Lord. Continue to reveal yourself, Lord. We want all that you have, Father. We want all that you have right now. And we recognize, Lord, as Philadelphia saw, Lord, It's not our strength is yours. It's not our word is yours. Lord, it's not our strength is you, God. Now, Father, we just thank you right now for hearts that are in this place open and ready. If you want to be found faithful, that's your heart today. You want to be found faithful right now. Would you just lift up both hands and worship to him, Father? Yeah, would you just lift up both hands and worship to him? Say, Father, I want to be found faithful faithful I mean all the other things they can say about us they're great oh man that, man that we're determined and man we love it man listen Father may we be found faithful yeah. Lord you reveal yourself to faithful people <laughs> you show yourself Lord <laughs> To those who honor your holiness, Lord. Those who recognize your truth, God. You are the only way, Lord. You are the only key. May we be found faithful. Oh, man. I don't know. I just feel the Holy Spirit just stirring in my heart right now. That's our heart. That's our desire to be found faithful. But the truth is, listen, we don't always get it right. This church wasn't perfect. Please don't in any way think that. But I believe the faithfulness of God is what will help us to walk in ourselves or a level of faithfulness. And this is the truth, man. There's been times I haven't been faithful, but he is. He's faithful God right now. First of all, I want to ask every person who hears me right now. Have you surrendered your life fully to the holy, true, living God? Have you had him open the door? Have you walked in to fellowship and relationship with Jesus? Not this is a day of salvation for you. This is the day we say yes to you, God. So in this moment right now as we gather, as we stand in his presence, say yes to him. Say, God, I come to you. I surrender, Lord. I give you my life. Yeah, I give you my life. Yeah, we give you our life, Father. And that faithful God who loves you so much, 
as we study today about a, a, a church who walked in that love, the standout today is this, is that he loved them. It wasn't their love that was so great. It was his love for them. His love for you today is so great. So great. And this is what we're seeing about Jesus. This is what we're learning about the revelation of, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That when he walks in the room, he heals. <laughs> when he walks into the room, he heals. When he reveals himself, we start seeing, wait a minute, he restore. God, do you do that? Lord, you, you set free those who are in bondages and strongholds, who are dealing with things, who are, who are battling depression and oppression. And, and say, yeah, you do that? Yeah. When we get a revelation today of who he is. And there's many in this room right there. There are many tuned in that you need that God to show up right now in your life. And as, our, as right now our worship team just ministers in song, I want to open up our altars, and we do this every week here. We'll re, we will never quit opening up the altars to, for us to do this, to respond. For those who have an ear, hear, and then obey. So right now, listen, as, as, if, as the worship team ministers in song, if you need prayer for any reason at all, I want you to do this, not raise your hand. We want to pray with you. We want you to step out. And right now, as our prayer team begins to come, and if you need prayer for any reason as you come, right now you can bow, kneel, you can stand, whatever you need. But if you need prayer for any reason, you need God to show up for any situation in your life. As he reveals himself to us, we'll watch him. We will see him do what Jesus does. And so right now, as we just gather in his presence right now, as we just come before him, if today, listen, you don't need prayer for any reason, man. You're just here celebrating and you're just thankful for who God is. Spend these moments in worship to that holy and true God. Spend these moments in worship honoring and lifting Him high. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.